You are listening to Message Rewind from Discovery Church. We're kicking off a brand new series today called uh, Road Trip, and we're going to be looking at the core values that we have as Discovery. Um, and so just here's a verse that's kind of got my, 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 uh, the wheels in my head spinning in like the importance of, of having values. How many guys have values? Like things that help shape and shift you and move you. And so uh, Joshua chapter 4, and, and starting at verse 1, it says this. When all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from, uh, from the very place where the priests were standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. Verse 6, we will use these stones to build a memorial. Why would we build a, a memorial? In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. And so they set up these stones as something to remember where they came from, to remind them where they're going. And, and, and these stones were important uh, to them as, as a people. Same way these values, we call them uh, DNA, our discovery DNA. These are the very things that help shape us as a church. And so uh, I'm excited to share the very first one throughout the rest of the month. We're going to have uh, different people from my team share, and it's going to be exciting. But today... I want to talk to you from the subject, he is always here. He is always here. Let's pray one more time, and then we'll jump into the message. Father, we love you. God, I thank you just for your kindness to us today. God, I pray that, um, that you would, this message that, that you have, God, that it would fall on good ground. Lord, we know that a harvest is dependent on our heart. That, the, that what we hear from your word is depending, dependent on the condition of our heart. And so, God, right now we pray that you would just let our heart uh, be fertile to receive uh, what you want to say, God, so that it can produce fruit in our life. God, we, no one here has an hour to waste on a Sunday. We want to leave here changed. We want to leave here different. God, not for our own benefit, but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, come on, everyone said, amen, amen. amen. And uh, so I don't know uh, what you're used to. As Janice alluded to, we're a loud church. We, we like, we're okay with a little talk back, right? And so if I say something that just like begins to stir in your spirit, you can be like, preach, preacher. You can say, amen. You can, I don't know, you choose your own adventure here, right? And so uh, this is a dialogue that we're having this morning. And so, um, but before we, we jump into that, like, I, I just want to get something off of my chest real quick. Uh, my wife and I, let's pray for her. We'll, we'll pray for her this morning. Uh, it, it's just, it's kind of annoying, okay? Now, now hear my heart, guys. Uh, sometimes... Sometimes I just like to 
I just like to just chill, okay? Sometimes I, I just, I like to cuddle with my wife, okay? She has like this thing, and this is what we got to pray for. Like, she just, she can't seem to keep her hands off me, you know? And I'm like, babe, can't we just cuddle? Like, she, like, there's, there's just sometimes where like, like, I'm just standing there, and she comes, and she, like, hugs me. I'm like, babe, I'm not an object, okay? Like, like just, let's just, let's just, you know? And, uh, and so, like, we're working through that right now in our marriage. Um, so if you guys can help, help pray for her in that, because um, it's annoying. I just can't stand it. And so, so the, other, the other day, like, I'm in the kitchen, and I'm just minding my own business. I'm probably cooking uh, dinner or whatever. And, uh, and, and I'm, just, I'm just minding my own business, right? And my wife comes out of nowhere, and she hugs me. She starts kissing me. And again, I'm like, babe, come on. I'm trying to cook. <laughs> like, can't you think of anything else besides kissing your husband right now? Like, it's just, again, like, I'm just, it's just annoying. Because I'm a guy. We hate that. Right, fellas? Yeah, yeah, we just, we can't stand that. And so, like, I'm in the kitchen, I'm cooking, and, uh, and she comes up behind me, and then she starts kissing my neck. I'm like, babe, stop, like, stop, stop, right? Like, stop. And, uh, and, and she just, she's like kissing. And then, and then she kind of like just whoosh, turns me around. I'm like, <laughs> and she's like, Mwah. And she kisses me. I know for you that are visitors, like, what the heck did I walk into? It's okay. You'll be fine. Um, and, uh, and, and so she kisses me, right? And I'm like, oh, snap. Where do, yeah, where do I go from here? And all of a sudden, guys, the moment that she kissed me was the moment I heard, ew. I forgot to tell you, I have three kids. And she kisses me, and I hear, ew. <laughs> We're like, what? And we looked, and my little girl was at the counter, like, ew. Yuck. And I was thinking about this, like, and I, or I said to her, I was like, babe, like, I call her my daughter, babe. I was like, babe, like, were you, did you just come in the kitchen? Like, how much did you see? That's the first question, right? Come on, if you're married, you got kids. How much did you see, right? Um, and she's like, I've been here the whole time. And I was like, what? You've been chilling in the kitchen the whole time? She's like, I was here. From the moment mama walked in, I saw everything. And I'm like, oh. But I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how I wasn't, because I was so focused on my wife, like I was, I was unaware that my little girl was in there. Now, here's the deal. How many of you guys know that just because I did not see her does not mean she wasn't there? She was there the entire time. It's just that my focus was on something else. And here's why I'll tell you that. Today, we are talking about the presence of God and uh, and, and we're, we're going to be talking about the presence of God. This is our first core value. This is the core value, the DNA that we hold to the highest standard. And here's what it says 
I think it'll be up on the screen. Without the presence of God, we are nothing more than an event. Therefore, we will always create a place for people to experience him. So here at Discovery, we, we hold God's presence to the highest standard. Like we're like, hey, if we don't make an, a, a, like if we don't create an, an environment where people can, can become aware of, of God's presence, there's no point of us being here. Like, especially during a football season. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and, and so, so today we're, we're talking about the presence of God, and we hold presence at a, high, at a high standard because we believe that in the presence of God, lives change. In the presence of God, addictions are broken. In the presence of God, sickness has to flee. In the presence of God, joy takes over. And so if we can become aware of God's presence, something shifts in our life. Something happens in our life. And so we're going to talk about uh, the presence of God today. Uh, but first, before we jump into that, like one thing I love about discovery, I've always loved about discovery, is that we have a, a wide spectrum of people that attend discovery. We got people who have been saved and sanctified and delivered since birth, right? They, they, loved Je they came out praising Jesus. <laughs> then we got people on the other side of the spectrum who, like they, 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 like, they literally just got in from the club like four hours before they came here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and so like, there's just this giant spectrum of people that, that, tend, that attend Discovery and depending on where you're at, whether you, you're, you're super saved over here or whether you're still trying to figure out why the heck I'm here on a Sunday morning, uh, depending on where you are on the spectrum, uh, when, when I say presence, God's presence, like it, it takes you to two different places depending on where you're at. And so if you're here and, and, and man, you, you like this is your first time at church or you've never been in church before or you've been in a church a little different than this. Um, you, you're, you're like when when I'm up here and I'm like, hey, we're going to talk about the presence of God. You're like, what? The presence of God. It's, it's kind of like this mystifying thing. Like, is this like is this kind of like the Wizard of Oz? And is it is he going to like reveal the curtain? Like what is happening? Or sometimes, like, we, we, uh, we might say something like, guys, God's presence is so thick here this morning. And you're like, who's thick? Right? Like, <laughs> and you're like, I have no idea what's happening. Or, or maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're here and you grew up in church and, and I'm, like, I'm like, hey, guys, we're going to talk about the presence of God today. And you're like, yeah. Because you've been church forever. And so, like, you have little mannerisms that you watch for to, to determine whether or not God's presence is here, right? And so, you're, so maybe for you, it's like, God's, I know God's presence is here when I get a tear. Like, when the tear flows, I see you, God. Right? Like, like God, your presence is here. 
Or, or maybe for some of you, you're like, man, you were raised where God's presence, like you know God's presence is here when you're like, shakalaka shirabara handai, baba. Right? Like, you're like, now I know God's presence is here. Maybe for you, like you grew up in church and you're like, God's presence is only here when the pastor goes longer than the allotted time or when the worship band goes for extra long. Then the presence of God is here. And so we have these two spectrums, right? Like of like over here, people who were raised in church and we're talking about the presence of God and you're like, uh, like you have little check boxes of how you know if the presence of God is here. Or maybe you're over here and like you've never been church and you're like, man, this thing is just kind of eerie. It's scary. I don't know what, what's happening. But this morning, could I propose to you that the presence of God is neither scary nor is it, uh, is, is it based off of what you perceive in your little check boxes of whether or not God's presence is here. But could... Can I propose to you this morning that God's presence is determined by our awareness that he's present. Just like my little girl. She was in the room the whole time. I didn't see her because I was focused on something else. God's presence is here. It's, it's my awareness. Am I aware that he is present. Are you with me this morning? Am I aware that he is present? Here's what the psalmist says in Psalms chapter 139 and verse 7 through 8. This is what he writes. He says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. Watch this. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. And so here's what the psalmist is doing. He's painting like the depth and the width of God's presence. He's like, in my greatest heights, God, you're there. In my lowest low, God, you're there. Everything in between, God, you're there. What is he saying? He's saying that, God, your presence is always here. God, your presence is always here. It's not his presence that is lacking. It's my awareness. Come on. It, it, it's, it, and so here's what happens is life comes and we are naturally drawn to what I call the three P's. Problems, people, or progress. So we're, always, we're constantly drawn to problems. Like our attention, our attention, let me, I said that wrong. Our attention gets, uh, gets drawn. Get, it's, so we can be all about God's presence, but as soon as a problem comes, we're shifting. Right? Is that, just, that could just be me. Or, or, or if like, our, like we could be so locked in on God and, and all of a sudden the uh, people come in. Right? Like that guy that comes in and he's like, you know, good looking, tall, brown, hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> and you're like, oh, hey. And like all of a sudden, man, like now I'm, I'm, my, my awareness is on people. 
or, or progress. Like, man, all I want to do is I'm just focusing on graduating. I'm just focusing on climbing that corporate ladder. I'm focusing on becoming a better uh, grandpa or grandpa or mom, or, which are not bad things. But if we're not careful, what happens is my awareness shifts. And it's all gravy until all of a sudden that problem gets worse. That sickness, it, it's, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get better. When all of a sudden that person uh, breaks up with me, that mom leaves me, that dad leaves me, all of a sudden when I get fired or I get demoted or, or I don't get that internship or I don't get that job that I wanted, all of a sudden I'm left here like, God, where are you? Why'd you hate me, man? Right? Hey, how many of you like ugly criers? I'm an ugly crier. I don't know why, but like my daughter actually, when she cries, she likes looking in the mirror. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like she's like, ah, ah. and like I'm standing right here and she's like, well, look at me. She's like, I can't. And she's just crying in the mirror. Anyways, that's not about my notes. Um, I just, I was just thinking about that. And, and, and so, um, so all of a sudden, like, we're like, God, where are you? Why aren't you here? You don't love me. You're supposed to carry me. But can I propose to you that, like, God didn't leave? It's just that I shifted my awareness. And, and, and so, like, my, my goal is in life is is to be able to, to swing and shift my awareness back from people, problems, progress to his presence, of becoming aware of God's presence. Again, the reason why this is so important is, is because in his presence, my life will change. In his presence... Man, those addictions that I just can't shake fall to the ground. In his presence, I love the psalmist writes, in your presence is fullness of joy. Come on, how many of you guys can use some joy? 2020 was a joy sucker, right? Like, we were aware of what was happening in the nation. We were aware that was happening in our world. We were aware that was happening in our community, in our county. And we were just being drained, man. It's God, where are you? I just need to shift my awareness. I need to switch my awareness so that I that that his presence, that I become aware of his presence, that, that I'm aware that he is present. So what I want to do, because I understand it's so easy for us to just, to just shift on people, problems, progress. I want to give you three things that, that can readjust our awareness of God's presence. So when, when you find yourself, when I find myself like veering, these are things that we can just put to use, put to practice, and uh, hopefully can help, and then we'll be done. Amen? Amen. <laughs> hey, not offended. So three ways that we can readjust our awareness of God's presence. The number one, uh, number one is this, worship. 
worship. Worship. I love this Psalms 22, verse 3. The psalmist writes, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. Now, that might not mean anything to you just like reading that, but here's what he's saying. He's like, God, like when you hear people praising you, when you hear worship happening, it's literally like you're taking your, your lawn chair, putting it right there, and you're just sitting in our praise. Sitting, like worship does something that shifts my awareness from my problems, people, and progress to his presence. Hands down. In the morning when I wake up, 6.30, I go running. You know what my hype music is? Worship. It doesn't pump me up at all. But you know what it does do? It begins to, to in the morning, my awareness of God's presence begins to happen. And so, like, it helps me throughout my day that, that to, to, to when I start my morning with just worship. There's something about it. When my wife and I get in an argument, you know what I do? I go put on worship. Like, worship, like worship does something that just shifts my awareness to understanding that, God, you're present. You're here. Help me. So I encourage you this morning, like, worship. Find, hit up Spotify. Find some good worship. That, like, when you start getting angry, worship. Actually, there, there's, this, there's this story, and I believe 1 Kings, 2 Kings, um, all the fact checkers, you can fact check me on that. But um, where this king, Saul, like, he's so angry, and he's so, he's just like, he's just raging. And then David, this guy David comes along, and he plays his harp and lyre for the king. And all of a sudden, that anger just dissipates. Come on, what if when I was angry, I just put on some worship? Instead of taking it out on my kids, my wife, I just start worshiping. So the first thing that we can do to readjust our awareness is worship. The second one is this, community. Community. Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. I am there among them. I need people around me, watch this, that can sympathize with my pain and then shift my perspective. See, some of us, we just have people that can sympathize with our pain. And we can never heal because they always draw us back. And so we're staying in this moment of like them sympathizing with our pain like, oh, you can do better. You're good. Oh, poor girl. Boy. Oh. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I can. Maybe I should. No, no, you just stay here, girl. Or boy, whatever. <laughs> like, like, I need people that, don't, that doesn't just sympathize my pain. I do need that. I need people to sympathize with my pain. But I also need people to say like, hey, I know you're hurting. But come on, let's, let's pray. Come on, let's shift that perspective. I know it sucks right now, but come on, let's get, let's get up. Come on, you, like we need people in our lives. We need community in our lives, the right people to help us get up, 
to shift our perspective from our problems, people, progress to God's presence. Like, it's so important. That's why I think the local church is so important. Like, we're not perfect. We're far from perfect. Far from perfect. Every church that you go to, far from perfect. Why? Because there's people in there. <laughs> Don't be offended. I'm talking about myself too, right? Like, and, and, and so, but that's why the local church is so, so important. It's because I can find people that can sympathize with me, but then help shift my awareness. And so if you're here this morning and you don't have a home church, hey, we'd love for you to join us um, here at Discovery. And, and, and so just this idea, man, like I need, it, like when my, when my perspective shifts, I need worship, I need community. And then here's the third one. And this is the last one, and we can have the keys come up, is willingness. Willingness. There's a story that, that we read in Matthew chapter 14. Um, if you grew up in church, you, you would know this story. It's, it's about this man uh, named Peter. And so Jesus, he sends Peter and his amigos on the boat. They go to this lake. And while they're fishing, uh, all of a sudden, like this giant storm just... <gasps> And they're a little freaked out. They're like, what, what is, what's going on? What's happening? And, um, and so they're freaked out on the boat. They don't, they don't understand what's going on, like why they're, why they're uh, in this predicament, right? They're in this boat, storms happening, and then all of a sudden, as we read in Matthew chapter 14, they, they begin to see what looked like a ghost walking on water. And so now they're like, ah, what do we do? And this one guy, this one guy named Peter, um, he's like, they, 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 so the, this ghost identifies himself as Jesus. He's like, hey, this is Jesus. And Peter, is, Peter says this, he's like, if it's you, let me come out to you. Let me, let me come out. And I was thinking about that. Like how Peter, he could have just like stayed in the boat, right? With everyone else. He could have just, like he didn't understand what was happening in this moment. But he was like, if it's really you, let me come to you. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking about how sometimes in life, like we don't know, we don't understand what is happening. We don't understand why our health, our health is, is, is plummeting. We don't understand why our tire is flat. We don't understand why our relationships are rocky we don't understand like there's just there's a list of things man that we don't understand and and then you come to church one day and the preacher is like hey God's presence is always here 
And are you willing to shift your awareness? See, Peter, he, he steps out of the boat and he begins to walk towards, towards Jesus. And if you keep reading, it says that while Peter's eyes were fixed on Jesus, he was good. How many of you guys know that when my eyes are fixed on Jesus, my life may not be perfect, it may be hard, but my eyes are fixed on Jesus. I had a conversation with my son last night because he said, Daddy, why do things happen to people? And I was like, buddy, listen, you gotta understand, the way that you see God determines like how, how you process his role. And I said, son, as long as you understand that God is a who God and not a what God, you'll be fine. Daddy, what do you mean? I said, as long as you understand that God is not God because of what he does for you, you'll be good. You gotta understand, it's not a, he's not a what God, he's a who God. So God is not God because of what he's done for me, but because who he is to me. And so, so here, here's... Here's Peter, his eyes are focused. But as we read, he takes his eyes off of Jesus and he begins to look at all the chaos around him and he begins to sink. And here's Peter. He was willing to step out of the boat. He was willing, he was willing to adjust his perspective. And now all of a sudden, man, like Peter is now like drowning in the water. He's like sinking now. And you're reading this and you're like, well, there goes Peter. So much for being willing. Sometimes I think that's what our walk with Jesus feels like. Hey, I'm gonna try this church thing out. I'm, just, I'm willing, I'm going to be willing, I'm going to step out. And then like something doesn't work out. And you're like, ah, it's broken. It doesn't work. And so if you, if you stop reading this story, you think that Peter drowns. But if you keep reading, what, what we see is that Jesus pursues where Peter's at. And he reaches out his hand. And he pulls Peter up. I love the verse where it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Come on this morning. If you got nothing else, I hope you leave with this. Understand him that he's always here, he's always there, he's always there, he's always there, he's always there, he's always there. God is always there, but can I become aware of his presence? Thank you for listening to Message Rewind. Come back every Monday night at 5 p.m. to hear the latest message from Discovery Church.